It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good Sunday evening, everybody. This is the Rocky Top Rewind season two of our Sunday night live show. So happy to have you guys along for the ride. I'm Eric Kane. That is Brent Hubs, FallQuest.com. And the pr- proud title sponsor this year of the Rocky Top Rewind is our friends Spivey King and Spivey LLP. You guys remember our partnership from the baseball season. So happy to have that on and expand this partnership this year. Matthew A. Spivey, J. Matt King, R- Richard A. Spivey. If you got a problem, let them find a solution for you. T and trial lawyers. You can give them a call today for a free consultation. That is at 423-245-4185. Spivey King and Spivey, LLP. We've got a loaded show coming up today. We're going to be live every Sunday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. We've got Heath Schuler coming on in a couple of minutes. Jerome Carvin set to join us in about 15 minutes. Awesome Price and Matt Ray will be on as well. Brent Hubs, it's uh, that time of the year. We're less than a week away, and it'll be football time in Tennessee. Yeah, let's go play and see what this team looks like and uh... – I know there's a bunch of players that are eager to see what they look like and, and coaches that are uh, eager to get going as well. So um, this is the this is final weekend of a little bit of relaxation for the guys and then uh, added in the morning for um, the start of official start of game week. They did some game week stuff last week, but it, it really gets cranked up in the morning in, in true game week fashion. And um, it's time to go see what can happen. Uh, this is going to be a fun week of college football. You know, you look at it, I mean – Maybe Tennessee and Virginia is not the highlight out there, but for Tennessee fans, it's obviously a highlight to see what they look like. But you got Florida, Utah on Thursday night, which is intriguing. You got LSU, Florida State. Uh, there's a pretty good ball here to, to start things on week one. And um, I know everybody's excited to get it started. I certainly am. Yeah, no doubt about it. Super thrilled that college football is back. And of course, Tennessee and Virginia are going to get going in Nashville Saturday, 11 a.m. local time, noon Eastern time. And uh, we'll have all that coverage for you right here on VolQuest.com. Got a lot of people jumping in the uh, live comment section. Appreciate you guys for doing that. Let us know where you're uh, listening and where you're watching us from. And we'll get to your questions here in a moment. But Brent Hubs right now, I want to welcome on a, a really, really proud uh, you know friend of the show, but one of the better quarterbacks in Tennessee football history. That is Heath Schuler. Yeah, the guy who changed the landscape of football recruiting for Tennessee fans. Uh, and for all of us, in terms of, of how uh, football recruiting was covered at Tennessee, he was the first guy that everybody asked every day, what's Heath Schuler going to do? Um, and uh, obviously, he came to Tennessee, had a great career. We got uh, got his son on the team, got his daughter on the dance team. We got generations upon generations of Schulers running through the tee. Heath, welcome, my friend. Uh, welcome hey, to the season, buddy. It's, hey, it's always great to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's got to be exciting for you just to start a football season in general, but to have both your kids involved and in, in, in what's going on on the hill has got to be pretty exciting, doesn't it? You know, it, it's one thing to have Tennessee back where, where we need to be in the SEC hunt uh, for the championship game. And, um, you know, now to be able to have both my kids run through the tee at the same time, it just, you know, no one's been more excited about this upcoming season than I have been. Heath, I got to ask you, I mean, Let's go to the player perspective a little bit right now. You've been where Joe Milton is at, Uh, the the anticipation, everybody talking about you, a buzz around you the the entire offseason. What does this week feel like? What are the challenges for Joe, do you think, heading into this season? Look at that young Look at that guy. Look at that guy rolling right there, man. Is that well, you? Age, it's amazing what 30 years will do to you. <laughs> so what, what's going through Joe's head? I mean, is it is it really business as usual? Does it feel different? How do you how do you think he is compared to maybe how you were feeling when you went into that that really second year where there was so much hype around right. you? Well, I think it's harder for Joe than it is just because of the the amount of media attention and social media and things like that. I mean, you know, I mean, sports is really kind of elevated, you know, it, 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 it's everyone's focus. So, you know, 
even though I think it's more, I think Joe is the type of quarterback and understanding the most important thing he can do is to kind of block all the noise out and really kind of focus on the task at hand and really look at the, you know, what the future can lead, not only for him, but the Tennessee team and have a chance to play for that championship game. And, and the best way to do that is to, you know, have that single-minded focus, really kind of hone in on, on um, one team at a time, one game at a time, and, and prepare for Virginia the best way he possibly can. Heath, when you look at Joe Milton, of course, he, you know, was a starter at Michigan. He came to Tennessee, started the first couple of games. He's kind of taken the back seat. He's been a great teammate. He's been a great role model and, and studied. Hendon Hooker was a sponge with him and an extra set of eyes. Now he gets the keys again. What about his game do you think that uh, he'll add that, that just can enhance this offense that's trying to pick up, of course, it was number one in the uh, the entire country last year? Well, I think having an, a, another shot at it, I, I think that's what he's been really kind of striving to is get that next shot. He had that during the bowl game, which was pretty incredible to watch how he performed in the bowl game. I think that was kind of a prelude to you know this upcoming season. Um, he's more mature, obviously. I mean, he's, he's older, he's been through it. Uh, you know, people want to say, well, he's, you know, may not have the experience. I think it's just the opposite. I think that he's, he's, um, he's gained experience while he was at Michigan. He gained experience, uh, in a, in a few games, uh, his soft retro junior year, I guess. And then, you know, really having last year and at the end of the season when Hendon got hurt to be able to kind of pick up the pieces and kind of run with it to the end of the season. So he's had those games under his belt. And I think just the maturity level that Joe has, um, I think it's going to set him apart from a lot of others. So when things do go wrong, I think he realizes how he has to reassess and kind of the, you know, I always tell all those young quarterbacks I coach, you know, tee it up and hit it again. You know, you can't worry about that last play. And I think that he has that mentality. And it certainly helps that you, your offense goes so fast. You don't have time to worry about what happened on the last play. But I think it just the maturity level that Joe has and, and his real focus that he's had on the offseason and things that he's done. I mean, altered a little bit of his throwing motion. I think that helping kind of the, the touch balls and, and, and really be conscious and aware of, you know, how to place the ball. I mean, we all know he can throw it hard and, and throw it through a, a receiver. But the most important thing is what I have seen in the offseason, just his ability to kind of – you know, make every throw now, not just the long ball, but to really make every throw possible. Heath, how, how challenging is that? I mean, look, your your arm was really strong. Maybe you didn't throw it 87 yards or, or whatever, but I mean, it, it's pretty legendary, the velocity you threw the ball with. How, how hard is it to develop a touch, to, to develop the ability to to, to to have the consistency, you know, in, in some of that underneath stuff and and all those types of things. Yeah, I think it's a learning curve. I mean, I, I certainly went through it my freshman year. I mean, I felt like every throw had to be a, you know, just throw it as hard as you possibly could. And that's the receiver's responsibility to make the catch. But in reality, it's still the quarterback's responsibility to make a very catchable ball and put it in a place that, that uh, you know, that, that it's going to be successful for the next, you know, to move the chains. So I think that's what he's really kind of able in this off season. And really kind of the, even last season, he really worked on that. You know, didn't have the overthrown balls, didn't have those challenges. And, um, yeah, he had, now has the complete package. People don't realize how, how well Joe does in the classroom. And I think just knowing and understanding the game and, and, and the, the contents of which the, the game is being played and, and what's expected of him from a quarterback is just getting all that and he, he understands it and knows it then it allows him to kind of focus on the things of, of making the touch passes and kind of the anticipation uh, of what the throws need to be rather than just feeling like I've got a strong arm, I can fit it in that hole or I can gun it. When in reality, sometimes a nice, easy touch ball is easier for the receiver and allows the receiver to get open better and, and a more chance of success. Heath, I hear this notion from time to time from, from outsiders, people around the country, you know, they've got an off season to figure out Josh Heupel's offense, you know, <laughs> that, that, that they, that, you know, there's a, they're getting a book on it, right? George has got the book on it for everybody to follow or whoever. Why is it hard to get a book on this offense? What's the challenges defensively that, that when you watch this offense and you see it go, that you go, man, that, that that's going to work year in, year out. There's nothing fluky about what these guys do offensively. 
Well, I think certainly while defensive coordinators are trying to figure out what's happening, that uh, um, Coach Heupel and his staff are actually preparing and what's the next wrinkle to go into the offense. It's not just, you know, we're going to continue doing the same things every single year. People do catch on to certain aspects of the, of your offense. And so, you're, you know, they're sitting over there. He and Joey are sitting over there, and they're actually going through their offense, and, and they're trying to find new wrinkles and new ideas. And, you know, the hardest and challenging thing for defenses, how do you create that – tempo in practice how to you know how do you how do you get you know teams and I've heard teams saying they had they ran kind of two platooned offenses trying to get the team the, the plays off in time but you know you can't spend your entire off season just working on worrying about one um, offense or you know how you're going to play them I mean you, you may try some different wrinkles and pressure and you know I think you know people want to say that um you know, Georgia had our number. Well, they had some pretty good talent. You know, it's, you know, you, they can yeah. say that it was defensively a great scheme. Yeah, it probably was. But let's just say this. They had some really good talent on that defense. There's a few guys playing in the NFL this year that's making a pretty big impact in this preseason. Heath, is it fair to say this in terms of preparing, if you're an opposing team, in terms of preparing that week for Tennessee's offense, it's it's almost like going up against a an option offense because – you don't see anything like it all year long, but you've, you've got to try to practice against it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, – who is it? Uh, Navy. There's – you know, I mean, you look at uh, – people don't like playing University of – you know, the Navy Academy yeah. because they run that option. And it's kind of like, you know, how do you prepare for one game a season? Brent, I hope I hope I got that. Eric, I hope I got that team right. But I think they kind of yeah. run the offense. Yeah. And, and yep. most teams don't want to prepare an entire – you know, they can kind of embarrass you. And I think that's what Tennessee's done is that fast break offense. And they kind of, you know, you don't fall asleep out there defensively because they're going to find the open guy and the busted coverage. And when the busted coverage happened, that's what Hendon was so great at. Hey, when you bust the coverage, it's over. We score. And um, and so, you know, that's always the challenge. And I think, Eric, you, you, you said it well. It's it's hard to prepare for them. And it's, it's because there's not a whole lot of offenses like this. But I don't think it's one of those gimmick offenses. I think along the way there's been some offenses they say, oh, it's just the system, and the system works. Well, you know, I think that you're seeing it with Jalen Hyatt and some others that are playing in the NFL this year. It's it's not just the system. It's a pretty good athletes on the field that Tennessee's been recruiting the last couple of years and and getting the right mix along with the offense of which uh, and the defense of which we're having. So um, I think it's going to, you know, for this season's perspective, I mean, I think – Teams are still going to, you know, I think they're going to, it's going to be difficult and challenging on them. It's going to, it's not going to be easy on defenses. I think every, they, every defensive coordinator probably looks at their schedule and says, you know, Tennessee's the one that I dread the most. Yeah. Now, the last two years, this has been Hendon Hooker's football team. And Joe Milton was still a leader. And everybody says Joe Milton was still a leader last year and everything, but he was playing, you know, second string. Everybody you talk to, coaches, players, whoever, say this is now Joe Milton's football team. As yes. a former quarterback, how does that transfer of power happen over the offseason? Is it as simple as, all right, next man up? Is it within workouts, meetings? Is it the way he carries himself? How did this be go from Hendon Hooker's team to now Joe Milton's team? I think it's the confidence. Uh, uh, you, know, the, it, you know, you can fool a lot of people, but the one group that you can't fool is your offensive line. And when that offensive line has confidence, you're making the right calls at the line of scrimmage, you're getting out of the bad calls, putting us in the right situation. And when you're making the right throws and you're making those completions and you're, you're throwing the ball with touch now, you're not throwing over a receiver, when you're, you, you can start looking at a multitude of, of boxes that, that Joe Milton continues to check. And when he checks them, the team surrounding him kind of says, wow, this guy's special. And so once you gain that type of support of your, your team, and I always say it starts with the offensive line, you've got to have support of your offensive line first. And then, you know, the receivers, you're going to have that along, as long as you throw them the ball, you'll have, you'll have a support of your receivers. But, you know, it really starts with those guys up front having confidence. And then that becomes – and it carries over to the defensive side. I mean, you know, players talk. They have communication. They talk with one another and say, hey – Man, it's unbelievable what Joe did today, or, hey, I'm glad he got us out of that check. And and defenses see it, right? I mean, they're watching the same, especially during spring ball and, and fall camp. They're looking, saying, you know, you know, they're watching how well Joe performs. And then when you're performing well and you conduct yourself the right way, I mean, I think that's important too. Then you ultimately end up having, you know, a, that's kind of the keys to success of, of leadership for Joe. And 
him being the leader of the team. All right, Heath, last thing for me is, um, is this a long week for Joe? Is this a fast week? How, as a player, was this week like the longest week of the year? Or was this like, hey, we're out of camp, glory be, I'm not going against, beating my head against my same guys every day, and, and you kind of get settled in. How does this week go? Well, I think this is a, a start of a new season where Joe is the quarterback. So I think it's going to be a long week for him. I the anticipation and wanting to get to Saturday is um, it can't come fast enough for him because, you know, although at the end of the season he was able to you know, pick up the last couple of games and performed extremely well, you know, certainly that Vanderbilt game and, and challenging conditions all game long played extremely well and then followed that up in a great bowl game against Clemson. But this is his team, his season, start to a new year. So I think no one is looking more forward to the first game than Joe Milton is. And I think he's going to go out and perform extremely well. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I would like to see Joe kind of run the ball and kind of get the nervousness out of him and say, OK, it's game time. It's been a long time since uh, uh, last January. And it's and just kind of settles him down and gets ready to you know, perform and perform at a really high level. Heath, my man, we appreciate it. Thanks for all, all right, the insight. Thank you guys. Appreciate and, it. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the week. Enjoy uh, having all the kiddos at the ballpark. It should be a lot of fun for you guys, man. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Right, Heath, appreciate it. Uh, our next member on the team, Austin Price, jumps on. And, Austin, since you're here, let's go ahead and have you introduce our next guest, former Tennessee offensive lineman. That's right. We're going to bring in Jerome Carvin, who has been uh, in camp with the Kansas City Chiefs, just wrapped up his last preseason game yesterday spent most of today in the training room jerome jerome thanks for joining us uh what's it been like to go through uh you know an nfl camp with the chiefs yeah man it's been great uh you know going from you know college to now uh into the nfl and uh into uh, you know a super Bowl winning program uh like the kansas city chiefs uh you know their camp is tough you know and uh andy Reid expects a lot out of us uh you know, he has hard camps uh, for a reason, you know, to get those guys ready uh, to go out there and win every Sunday. So uh, uh, camp's been going really well. been a lot of competition, uh, as you know. Uh, you know, it's the busy side of, of the sport. And, uh, you know, it's been really fun, though. It's been really fun just being out there playing football again and, uh, you know, going with those guys and battling with those guys uh, each and every day. Two, two interesting uh, storylines for me, for you personally, was one, you obviously get to hook back up with Trey Smith. And then two – you got to hook back up with Cam Jones, who signed a free agent deal with the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's somebody that you grew up around out there in Memphis. Um, mm-hmm. You went to Indiana and you went to Tennessee. But how, uh, how how unique has that been to know a couple of guys in the room when you walk in the door? Uh, yeah, it's been surreal, you know. Uh, obviously, reconnecting with Trey, uh, you know, we're in the same you know position room together. Uh, as we know, as we were in college and to now in the NFL, you know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about that, you know, and. Uh, Obviously, you know, we got a guy like uh, Wanya. He transferred out of Tennessee, but just sure. like it kind of feels like college again, you know, kind of in that room. And uh, just see a familiar face, you know, that, uh, you know, a guy that got your back, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, that'll help you out and a guy that you can look up to and um, just see how he operates and see how, how everything, what he does. And uh, just gives a good view report on what you should be and what you, um, the type of professional you need to be. Uh, as well as, you know, Cam Jones, uh, you know, a guy I grew up with. Uh, you know, from Memphis, and uh, you know, it was great seeing him. I haven't seen him in a long time. Obviously, you know, we picked different colleges, but uh, man, it's been great seeing him, man. Been, you know, rekindling. You know, we've been playing together since little league. You know, so uh, it's been really good. Jerome, when you're in the NFL, obviously you got to learn how to play multiple positions, and you snap the football a little bit here at Tennessee. So, how's it been playing a little guard, both sides, playing some center, and then obviously. The level of competition is much greater, but how have you kind of adapted to that over over the preseason camp? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, versatility is uh, huge in the next level, and uh, you know you got to play multiple positions, and uh, everyone does it. You know, everyone plays multiple positions, and uh, you know, and for me, you know, uh, you know, I was, I was a guard coming in, and you know, now I've been playing like a majority of center, and so uh, here at this camp and. Uh, that's been good. It's been good for me to, you know, get that get that uh, film out, put a good tape out there at center, and um, obviously teams know I can play guard too. And uh, just going against those guys and practice going against, you know, the big names uh, that we have at Kansas City Chiefs every day and uh, to then going out in a preseason game and go against, you know, their guys. So uh, it's been really good, uh, really valuable uh, lessons and valuable reps 
playing multiple spots. Uh, that's been really well. Jerome, you believed you could play in the league when you when you left Tennessee and headed to camp at Kansas City. How much more confident do you feel about your ability um, to to perform and, and to to match up with you know the best football players in the world after you've gone through camp and a couple preseason games there? Yeah, confidence is very high. You know, uh, you know, obviously going out there uh, your first day, you know, you kind of got a lot of things run through your mind. But uh, at the end of the day, it's football. Football is still the same at the end of the day, whether it's college, you know, now the NFL just now is at a, a greater detail, you know, a greater speed and uh, greater physicality um, in that sense. And so, uh, you know, just you get there, you know, you look at the guys, you look at the guys that have been there and have done it. And, um, you know, you kind of take um, – you know, advice from them and, and watch them and you know, try to soak up everything that they give to you, man. Just be a sponge. And uh, that's where I've mostly been in uh, after, you know, getting live reps with, the, uh, with you know, NFL defense linemen. Uh, it's, you know, it's basically the same, you know. And uh, just like I said, it's been just at a at a faster speed and more physical. And, uh, you know, after you get settled down and you, you know, get adjusted to it and it's football. I, I got to ask Jerome. There's a lot of talk about the scheme at Tennessee. How do you, how did it translate for you um, into uh, into the NFL world? I mean, you know, was there a big, huge adjustment in terms of schematics, or was you know, hey, this is like you say, it's football. It's just bigger guys, and you got to be more physical. Yeah, I would. Uh, I want to say it's a huge transition, honestly. Um, you know, obviously the fast pace uh, is honestly kind of good because, you know, you go from uh, no no huddle, you know, lining up and, you know, say, looking at the hashes, trying to read the uh, referees and things like that to where now, now it's like, you know, you're huddling up, you know, you, you know, you get a chance to breathe, you get a chance to go out there, see the see the defense, see what they're lined up in, uh, you know, it gives you more time to, you know, make your calls and, you know, go out there and play. Um, I would say other than that, just the – the verbiage is probably something that it could be an adjustment for a young guy that's coming from a Tennessee type offense to the NFL. Um, and obviously just the, uh, the amount of plays that that the NFL uh, playbook has compared to college. That's, that's basically it. But other than that, I mean, it's basically the same, honestly. Jerome, how much have you had a chance to talk to uh, the, the guys at Tennessee during, during, you know, I don't know if you've had much time because you're going through your own camp, but have you had a chance to check in with some of your old teammates that are, you know, on that offensive line, guys that are trying to replace you or replace Darnell and mm-hmm. kind of see how they're doing? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely check in on those guys. Uh, probably haven't – I haven't checked on them as much as I, as I want to. Uh, obviously, I've been busy, but uh, definitely definitely now since I got – we got a little time off, uh, definitely be reaching out to those guys like like the Coop, like Sprags, you know, like Dane Davis and those guys. And uh, just check and see how they are, how, how they mentally feel. You know, it's game week now, so uh, seeing how they're – how they feeling going into uh, heading to week one, and uh, you know, obviously hoping the best for them, hoping uh, they have a great season. I know they will, and uh, you know, it's just really excited to watch them. You know, really excited to watch them uh, play. Really want to see how physical and uh, how dominant that group can be. Jerome, what's the challenge for for Ollie Lane if if Coop can't go in in this first game, and he's been working at center? You were the backup center. You had to be ready at a moment's notice. He's never snapped in a game before. How challenging is that for him? What advice would you have uh, for him if he ends up being the starter in this first game? Yeah, uh, I would say just for Ali, uh, he just needs to calm down. Don't let the motions get too big. You know, uh, you know he's been play- he's, he's been around the program for a long time, so you know he, he understands uh, you know how games go and uh, how the operation works. So. Uh, I think going into year three with under Hypo, he, I mean, he understands the offense fully, so he's very confident in, um, you know, if they, if the, um, especially at center, being a mental part, you know, setting the IDs and things like that and uh, setting the tone, setting the tempo of the offense. Uh, I think he'll do very well. Uh, other than that, man, just, you know, you go out there, things things might go wrong, you know, never, you know what I'm saying, it's next play type mentality, you know, and uh, like Coach uh, Coach LB harps on a lot is, uh, you know, uh, don't be too high on the highs and don't be too low on the lows. So, uh, you know, keep steady, uh, you know, mentality and composure and confidence, and he'll be fine. Jerome, I know you're a professional, right? You've been a professional when you were at Tennessee and all that, and you've gone through rookie mini camps and mini camps, and now you're in training camp, preseason games. But 
I mean, did it ever? Was there ever a moment, maybe in practice or whatever, where you're breaking a huddle and Pat Mahomes is clapping and everything? You're like, oh my gosh! Like, I mean, I'm just breaking a huddle with Pat Mahomes. I'm in the NFL. I mean, it, was there ever a moment like that for you? Yeah, uh, for sure. I would say probably during back into OTAs uh, in early or well, I'll say late May. Uh, that type of deal, uh, you know, being out there with the vets, uh, you know, I, and I guess I was at center uh, in a 707 rep, and, you know, we get in the huddle, you know, he was call, calling the play and stuff like that, and he was, uh, you know, giving me the uh, the snap count, and I was just like, man, I'm snapping the ball to Pat, you know. Uh, you know, it was, it was surreal, you know, but at the end of the day, now, like, sharing the locker room with him, sharing the locker room with guys uh, that's been in the league for a long time, that's vested in the NFL, and uh, have done great things in this league over the years, you know, it's, uh, you kind of see, like, why they're they're like that you know they kind of see why they've been there for so long why they're so successful by how they approach every day how they carry themselves and so uh it's been it's been great to be in the locker room with those guys i'm i'm like a proud dad hubs like i mean my, this is my guy man i mean i, I you know where i was when jerome was going to commit i was at phantasmic at hollywood studios and disney they're getting ready to do fireworks and lights and, <laughs> and i'm like in here like we've got my wife's phone i'm recording the commitment interview with jerome and here we are all these years later. And he is so like professional and 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 just you know cool, calm, and collected. I mean, see, he's smiling now, and that's how he's always been. He always kind of smiled when he did interviews and met with the media. Not as much tonight. He's more businesslike, but I mean, just maturity, man. I, I and I mean that in the, the greatest compliment. I I know I, I root hard for you, man. I, I think you're a great kid, and, and it's good to kind of see uh, good things come to you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. You know, we go we go way back, Austin. So I really appreciate that. Hey, Jerome, I do have one more question for you, and then we'll, we'll let you get out of here, and I really appreciate your time uh, going into that first preseason game, you know, going to, going into that first regular season game when the time comes. But, you know, for Tennessee and your brothers, they're about to play their first game against Virginia. You spoke on it a little bit with Ollie, but how hard is it to kind of control those emotions and that excitement for that first game and just go out there and play football? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, definitely. Uh, just because they've been waiting so long to go out there and play, you know, you know, they had a long off season from, you know, from since the Orange Bowl till now, you know, uh, getting new additions in and, you know, getting those guys adjusted. And uh, it's 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 a process for sure how long a college off season is. And, uh, you know, but that's where you put that's where the, the hours you put in, the days that you put in with those guys, the same guys in their locker room. Uh, that's when now it comes to show out, you know, and uh, it shows it goes to, you know, show the fans and show uh, everyone around the country like like, man, this is all the work we've been putting into, you know. And so it's for this moment right here. So, uh, you know, they're going into a long season. Um, you know, I pray and hope for, uh, you know, all those guys stay healthy. Uh, and other than that, man, just go out there and uh, play with their hair on fire and let loose. Uh, I know they will. You know, I know they're going to play really fast and they're going to be uh, they're going to make big plays and they're going to put a lot of points on the board. And uh, defense is going to be flying around, you know, creating turnovers and, you know, getting the ball back to the offense. So, uh those guys are gonna be good. Uh, I know they're gonna be really excited to go out there and play. And uh, after that, after their first snap, everything starts to calm down and they go back to playing football. So uh, I can't wait to watch them. Well, Jerome, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you're super busy right now with camp and preseason and all that. We're all rooting for you, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you with you again, man. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. That is VFL current Kansas City Chief offensive lineman Jerome Carvin. When we come back, we'll dive into some of your questions here on the Rocky Top Rewind. We'll look ahead to Virginia, talk about camp storylines. We'll get Matt Ray on here in a little bit, talk about some recruiting along with Austin Price, all that and more coming up next right here on the Rocky Top Rewind. But first, I want to tell you about our proud sponsors of the Rocky Top Rewind. It is Spivey King and Spivey LLP. Three partners, Matthew A. Spivey, J. Matt King, Richard A. Spivey. If you got a problem, let them find a solution for you. They are TN Trial Lawyers, specializing in criminal defense, family law, personal energy, uh, injury. Some of those examples could be DUI, homicide, assault, uh, personal injuries such as car wrecks, accidents, all those types of injuries. They have over 80 years of combined experience. Spivey King and Spivey LLP provides representation throughout state and federal courts in Northeast Tennessee. The firm has a vast amount of trial experience. Practice has been in place for 43 years with this specific partnership since 2012. They have partners who are energized for today's modern legal battles for you. They practice primarily in Northeast Tennessee, the Tri-Cities of Sullivan County, as well as Hawkins County, Washington County, and surrounding areas. Whether you're injured in a car accident, need a divorce, help with custody of your children, or have been accused of a crime, they are there to help. 
You go see them in person at 142 Cherokee Street, Kingsport, Tennessee, for a free consultation. Pick up the phone today. Give Spivey King and Spivey LLP a call at 423-245-4185. That is 423-245-4185. Or you can visit them online at SpiveyKingandSpiveyLLP.com. More of the Rockets Top Rewind coming up next. Welcome you back into the Rockies Eye Rewind every Sunday night right here on the VolQuest YouTube channel from 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Season 2 of doing this. Thanks so much for being here. We see you over here in the live chat. Appreciate you guys for being here. And uh, starting tomorrow morning, all right, we're going to have a kickoff week special going back to the $1 for one month special or 50% off your first or your half a year of your first year subscription to VolQuest.com. So take advantage of this awesome deal it's a kickoff sale, 50% off your first year or $1 for one month. That is at VolQuest.com. I'm Eric Kane, Brent Hubs, and Awesome Price. Matt Ray will be on here in just a moment. A good show so far, guys, and I feel like as we transition into Virginia talk, we, we've kind of been just recycling the same topics, you know, storylines, offensive line, secondary. Brent Hubs, it's finally game week, and Tennessee kicks off in six days. Yeah, and, and you know, this is an interesting Virginia team. We've not seen a whole lot about them. Don't, don't know a whole lot. Haven't seen a whole lot. Tony Elliott in year two, new quarterback. Uh, I think they're still trying to get Austin to grasp their identity, get their culture in place and all those things. I think this is an eager Tennessee football team that uh, is looking to, to make a pretty, pretty fast statement uh, on Saturday. So I, I think this is a great matchup for Tennessee and uh, it is a great opportunity, not just to, but, but to put a little stamp on the start of the season. I think this is a big day, not just for Joe, but I think this is a big opportunity for a lot of guys in this, in the, on this team to kind of get settled in and get ready to go. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think more, you know, there are, there's some other guys, but Joe, I think he's just motivated. Like, I think Joe's heard all, all off season about how, you know, oh, Joe's just a guy and throwing 100 yards. Joe's just a guy and throwing 100 yards. And I think Joe's been on a brave face when everybody asks him how far he can throw a wrench and how far he can throw an orange and how far he can throw over this and that. But I think he's tired of all that. I think he is really focused. I think that's why – Whew, probably about week two of fall camp to now, he has been really on point. You talk to anybody over there. Now, again, it's easy to have it on the driving range. Can you take it to the course? You know, and and that's where, you know, Joe's at with this thing. You know, uh, I've seen plenty of guys that striped it on the range and then got to the course and popped the first two out of bounds on the first tee. Tennessee fans, Joe, everybody involved, hoping that's not the case. I mean, Joe's the same guy that he's been the last, you know, really like, you know, the last year, but really the last three weeks in fall camp where he has been – Steady Eddie, been really, really good delivering the ball, making the right decisions in practice. And um, if that's the case and Tennessee's offensive line holds up, I think Tennessee can have a big year. Yeah, kind of speaking on that offensive line, we've talked about it a lot, but we do expect heading into the season there to be a kind of a rotation there at left guard, at right tackle with Jeremiah Crawford, J- uh, Gerald Mincy, and J.J. Crawford. Uh, Cooper Mays, you know, we'll see if he's ready for the opener. Probably not right now, but we'll see, you know, how soon he can get back. Of course, that, you know, plays a, into effect where Ollie Lane is on the offensive line. It's probably not going to be too noticeable against Virginia, but you do kind of want to, you know, iron out kind of who you can count on, obviously, Brent, before week three in Florida. Yeah, I think it's, the, I mean, this is a huge, I mean, Virginia's got scholarship guys. I mean, this yeah. is not, yeah. I mean, no, no offense to, no all guns. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're 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 guys who had opportunities to go to a lot of different schools who are playing on that Virginia team. So uh, th- this is not um, sisters of the poor and and you know directional view or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that you've got to go in and and this is for figure out what your rotation is and and come out of this thing figuring kind of what what you're looking like. And you know, I'm going to be fascinated to see how much they do rotate across the board, right? Austin talked about Joe taking it from the range to the course. Um, it's easy to sit in meetings and say, hey, we're going to play this guy 12 snaps and yeah. we're going to get him 18. And we're going to rotate yeah. third series here and all those things. And you get in the game and all of a sudden you don't do some of that stuff. So I'm going to be curious to see how much they rotate, not just on the offensive line, but but around the board. I, you know, I, I think getting settled in for Joe and Ollie, if Ollie is indeed at center and we expect him to be, I think is really vital. You know that it, they need to get settled in pretty quick and get you know get going and, and get into a rhythm there. So uh, that's probably the biggest thing I'll be watching for when Tennessee takes the field offensively. It's just that operation, particularly when they get that first first down, right? Like how fast do they go? What does this thing look like when you've seen it operate at such a high level with Cooper? What does it look like without Cooper? 
how fast can Ollie Lane operate this offense if they're in that rhythm after that first first down? You know, I think everybody's excited to see this offense, excited to see points scored, and that's completely fair. But Austin, I can't wait to see this defense. Uh, you know, the defense took a step last year. I understand past defense wasn't great. I get the South Carolina game, but this defense took a step. This defense is now deep, tremendously deep in the front seven, really all across the board. And you're not going to see it in one game, but I'm excited to see this defense play, see that rotation that we're talking about, how big it is, and see what this defense can look like because I think this defense can take another step and and really be a pretty sound unit complementing that offense. Yeah, I mean, again, I thought that the whole whole offseason that Tennessee's offense was bound to take, uh, even if it's minimal, a step back just because they were so ridiculously good a year ago. But I thought the defense had a chance to take a giant leap forward. And you look at where they're at on the defensive line. Sure, they've had a, you know they've lost a couple of key pieces here with Elijah Simmons being down for you know you know a, a substantial amount of time, probably not getting back to October. Um, and then of course they lost Tyree Weathersby to the uh, hip injury. Um, but you know there's still a really deep defensive line. I think deep at linebacker. Some of it's young, but I think you know that the Aaron Carter and some of those young guys are ready and will make plays this year. Um, and then the secondary, you know, I think they're they're pretty good at corner. I still wonder where they are at safety, um, you know, and just how deep they are there. But I think that uh, on the whole, this defense should be uh, much improved from a year ago where, again, in 10 of the 13 games, they allowed less than 30 points. And if you tell Josh Heupel, you know, that going into the season, he's going to lack his chances because he feels like he's going to get to 30 in, 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 in all of games. So – you know, I think that, you know, again, how much more can they get better? Uh, I think we'll see, but I do think they'll be better. Well, and I tell you what, T- Tim Banks met with the media on Friday, and he is he doesn't say a whole lot, right? I mean, he, he's kind of close to the vest. Tim Banks doesn't offer up a whole lot. I think he mentioned three or four times how excited he was to see what his defense looked like out there. He mentioned, you know, Davin Hobbs is the guy who's going to be able to make an impact and play as a freshman, and Arian Carter – I think that it's not just fans that are, that are excited to see this defense. I think this defensive coaching staff pretty doggone excited where they are. Perfect, no. Do they need more depth? Do they need more of this, that? I mean, coaches are always going to be that way. But, boy, I think they feel a lot better about where they are with the personnel they're lining up with right now than they have felt in their first two years, um, you know, here in the Josh Heupel era. So, I think there's a lot of excitement around this defense and what it looks like. Now, you know, the, the – the question's going to be going to remain: Can they get to the quarterback with four, right, Eric? Can they get can they get home with four, and then are they going to tighten up and and play you know play tight coverage on the outside? How much more aggressive are they going to be on the back end compared to where they were a year ago? Yeah, and Tim Banks, you know, said said to the media last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago. He's like, I like to think we've been a pretty aggressive defense my first two years here, and I think Tennessee will always be pretty aggressive, but you still want to be able to have a consistent pass rush from that front four that way you can play more zone in the back end and help those guys out a little bit that's something that's been lacking for Tennessee and something that obviously we're going to have to see as the season goes on uh can't thank Carl and Donovan enough for the super chats appreciate all you guys for uh commenting and and Carl and Donovan for sending those super chats nine and three for Donovan Alabama Georgia and Texas A&M would be the losses for Tennessee Austin do you have something yeah I was just gonna say let's you know besides those two uh guys who gave us the super chats let's just shout out some of these some of these people. I mean, we got people in here from Florence, Kentucky, yeah. Metro's Tennessee, Bowling Springs, South Carolina, Melbourne, or Maybane, North Carolina. We got somebody in here from Australia. That's why I said about said Melbourne. Uh, we have somebody posting from Australia. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you know, kudos to all you Vol fans out there. It's not just people from right here in, you know, East Tennessee or even the Mid-State or West Tennessee. It's Vol fans are nationwide and even universal uh, all over the uh, – all over the world. So uh, appreciate you joining us on this uh, first episode of season two. We were renewed for season two. (laughs) Renewed. As for this, as for his question about those three games, you know, I I think Georgia is, I think most people feel like Georgia is going to be the elite of the elite nationally. Um, I saw where some people, I guess on college, one of the college preview shows picked Alabama to win the SEC, and I saw a bunch of Georgia people going, Kirby Smart says thank you very much because he needed some motivation tactic for his experienced team. Big loss at running back, um, young quarterback. They feel like they've got some weapons, Austin, but what does Mike Bobo do at Georgia? And then at Alabama, 
Um, I had this in 10 things I think. I think, I mean, Nick Saban is begging someone to become his quarterback, but nobody wants to be his quarterback. Nobody wants to take that thing and run with it right now, which I think is going to be really fascinating for Alabama early in the year. How quickly do they get settled at that quarterback position? Because it doesn't feel like they're settled there right now. Yeah, well, I do think they're settled. I, I don't think he's announced it. I think it's going to be Jalen Milrow. And, and I think that they're well, settled. But, 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 they're they're settled from a standpoint of he's going to be given the chance to run with it. And if he doesn't run with it, then others will have their opportunity, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Like, it's kind of like um, when uh, Jalen Hurd, he came in in relief in that USC game, but they started the other guy. And it had the other guy, I forget what the kid's name um, but had he ran with it, then you know, you know, Jalen Hurd may not have had that opportunity. He didn't run with it. I think Melrose will have a chance to run with it, figuratively and literally. The question is, is, is well, can he hold off, you know, any of the freshmen? Can he hold off Ty Simpson? The one guy that seems like he's fading is the one guy most people peg to be the starter when he transferred in after spring, and that's the Buckner kid from Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, his resume, I mean, he hadn't done an awful lot in Notre Dame. He was hurt. You know, when he did play, he was okay. But it's just the connection with, you know, Tommy Reese, offensive coordinator coming to Alabama. Plus, he was a late addition, but it's, he already knows the offense. Um, so we'll see kind of how that all pans out. Of course, 9-3 and three is what Donovan says. You can get all of our VolQuest season predictions over at VolQuest.com from Grant Ramey, Rob Lewis, Matt Ray, and the three of us and see kind of what we think Tennessee will do this year. Uh, we'll get into more of your questions. We're going to bring Matt Ray on here in a moment and talk a little Tennessee recruiting. He's been out on the recruiting trail the past couple weekends, checking out some high school football. But first, I want to tell you about a proud sponsor of our show here at VolQuest.com. That is Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for all the fun that you're going to have. When you go and download that Game Time app, you can look forward to flash deals and last-minute tickets available. Easy way to find your tickets for every kind of event in your area. You know, we're talking football and basketball and Tennessee sports here, but theater, concerts, all that type of stuff. They're going to send you images of your seats as well before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to get. Plus, they have the lowest price guarantee, even cancellation protection, and job loss protection over at Game Time. So, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. And the game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. That's not a bad deal right there. So I encourage you to go ahead and download that game time app, create an account, and use the promo code VOLS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code VOLS for $20 off your first purchase. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed with game time. We'll have Matt Ray on for a little recruiting talk and more Tennessee looking ahead to Virginia when the Rocky Top Rewind returns. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back into the Rocky Top Rewind every Sunday night right here on the VolQuest YouTube channel, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Time. I'm Eric Kane with Awesome Price, Brent Hubs. Now we welcome on Matt Ray to join the party. And Matt, you've been on the recruiting trail out there at a bunch of high school football games the first couple weeks of the season. What are some things that have caught your eye on Tennessee commits and Tennessee targets? Uh, <laughs> the first thing that's caught my eyes here is just Awesome Price's reaction to seeing me. And I know it's this VolQuest hoodie. Well, no, it's the first one I've seen with anybody wear. It's been 97 degrees. So apparently, you've got a morgue over there at your house. Well, li listen, it was it was 93 at kickoff last night at 9 p.m. in Statesboro. It is 62 here in the Ray household tonight. Um, it it <laughs> feels great. Me? It what are you hoodie. doing over there? It all is I, hoodie weather. All I know, all I know, is that's a sweet looking hoodie. That's a good that looking is, hoodie, is what that is for sure. Nine o'clock in a hundred hundred degree heat index. But you've been on the road for two weekends, Matt. What what what's what's ta get back on get back out of the Austin Price 
more of conversation here. That, those conversations are for me, AP. Um, let, let's get back on the let's get back on the recruiting stretch here. What stood out to you in your in your last couple of weekends seeing some guys? Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go all the way back to some things that we talked about back in January. Uh, getting out on the recruiting trail, um, just seeing a different caliber of guy. That's what Tennessee's recruiting now. That's what we talked about back in January. January, and now here we are in the fall, and you're seeing that across the board. Uh, started the high school season, seeing Mike Matthews on a Wednesday night at uh, Kale against Parkview, and a productive night for him. Um, followed that up the Friday after, and probably saw the best high school game in the country that week with with IMG and Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, and then ended out that week in, back in Atlanta um, at Mercedes-Benz to see the final two games of the Corky Kell Classic. So a lot of talent on display those first couple of weeks, and, and that's one of the things that really caught my eye right off, Brent. Um, you know, the guy that I think keeps coming back to mind for me um, over the that first week is Edwin Spillman. I, I mean, man. He played like a man possessed that Friday night against IMG. I mean, he was everywhere, had a massive hit against fellow Tennessee commit, uh, Jonathan Eccles, um, kind of left, you know, an impact early in that game. With that. I think he had 15 tackles maybe to, to start his season. And then I wasn't anywhere on Friday night. I spent some time with Jake Merklinger on, in Savannah that day. Uh, before seeing Cam Michael on Saturday. So I had a chance to watch Edwin again on Friday on ESPN against Sarah Land. And, man, he just followed it up with another another great performance, a different type of offense, had him play in his face a little bit more. And he was really flying around a guy that I think, you know, right now when you look at that rating, a consensus four-star, but one that may have a chance to, to really climb the rankings this fall. And fellow teammate Caleb Beasley. Um, played really good against IMG, didn't allow a catch there when I was in attendance, and then followed that up against Sarah Land. Really had one one missed tackle that that kind of, you know, put a black eye to his night, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. But he ultimately had a really productive night against the top wide receiver in the 2025 class and Ryan Williams and had a pick six to go along with it. Just a lot of really good talent in week one and week two. Yeah, and the start to the season to me has just solidified. You know, I, I will maintain that you know the in-state rankings. You know, um, to me, are you know, will have some shift in them. Um, you know, it, it solidified to me that the top five in the state, uh, in no order, are Boo, Edwin Spillman, you know, Amari Jefferson, who's the one guy that got away, Marcus Gorey, and then course Caleb Beasley so I mean like you know I, I think those five guys are you know hands down playing uh, at a next level right now um, you look at the place Boo has made you look at the way that Beasley continues to make I mean the guy has like I mean he's pushing 20 touchdowns he don't even play offense I mean like how is that even possible I mean like yep. when you think about defensive touchdowns Hubbard how many defensive touchdowns did Eli have in his career do you have any no no, and, and Eli made a ton of plays for Gibbs, and I'm not trying to compare the two, but, I mean, like, just to score one is a feat. To score didn't he have, like, four pick sixes last year? Like, of seven interceptions, four of them went for six? Yeah, he had 18, I think, coming into the year. And he had, of course, one the other night, and I don't know what he did week – actually, he didn't do anything week one as far as defensive touchdowns. But, I mean, he's pushing 20 defensive scores. I mean, that's crazy, like, the number yeah. of pick sixes and fumble recoveries for touchdowns. I mean, it's it's crazy how he's just always around the football and yeah. knows how to get the ball in his hands. Yeah, I mean, he feels like a guy. Just get him to campus. Everybody keeps asking, can he play? Is he going to play offense? Is he going to play – who, who cares, right, Matt? Just get him to campus. They'll yeah. play somewhere. The guy's too dynamic and too electric athletically. He's playing somewhere in a lot of places, and he's playing there fast whenever he gets to college. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're right. And AP, I mean, when you when you talk about those defensive touchdowns, last year against Thompson had a 99-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown on ESPN, turns around this year and has a pick six on ESPN for a touchdown. So um, this one to me was even bigger because he was in coverage against Ryan Williams and it came off of um, the hands of Texas commit KJ Lacey. So that yeah. just meant a little bit more there, I felt like. But Man, uh, just time and time again, he turns up on the defensive side of the football. Matt, who were some of these 25s, even some 26s? I know you did a notebook last week. You're going to have a uh, 
a little mini pod recruiting uh, here midweek, uh, moving on throughout the season. So we're going to talk a lot about this, but who were some 25s and underclassmen 26s that have kind of caught your eye? Yeah, you mean to start the season here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I think at Lipscomb Academy, C.J. Jim Coley is a guy that um, really did some some nice things and covers there, a longer-bodied corner cornerback. Um AP, help, help me with the name here because I'm going to the name you told me that the D, Amir Leonard. I, I'm going to the I'm going to your name and is Amir Leonard Charles. Yeah, it's something like that. I, yeah, I, I butchered it uh, and I've got to learn it. It's when, when you don't know it and then you have this tendency just to throw out, you know, something funny, but it's like you better learn it because it's like. Yeah. Once I learned Eyal Maliava, then that rolled off the tongue for me. But like, yeah. how many people are still saying I'm a I'm a Liaba and everything else? I mean, there, there we go. Amir Leonard Jean Charles. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I was calling him Ricky Jean Francois, the former LSU <laughs> defensive lineman that you know it, it, that visited Tennessee years ago. That's back when Hubs and I were patrolling the recruiting beat. Instead, <laughs> Matt's dominating it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for for sure. Um. Matt, what, what about – you had a story up on Cam. Um, wh- where is that at? Where is he at? Where is Tennessee with him? Kind of what's the latest on that one, if anybody hadn't checked that story out? Yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, I had a chance to see Cam Michael last night at Statesboro there in the 12th annual Eric Russell Classic. Um, just a really, really dynamic athlete. Um, a guy that, when you look at his recruitment, has Texas A&M, Colorado, Tennessee, Kentucky – all these schools recruiting him on the offensive side of the football. And then you've got Georgia, who's like, we're not budging in our stance of recruiting him on the defensive side of the football. Um, he went around about a month ago, told coaches that he really wanted to play the offensive side of the football. And, uh, you know, Georgia said, we understand, but you know, we're going to continue to recruit you on the defensive side of the football. It feels to me like Cam Michaels t- trending towards the offensive side of the football, and he likes a lot of things at Tennessee right now. Um, and talking to folks around Statesboro and talking to him a little bit, it feels like the biggest threat to Tennessee right now might be Texas A&M. But Kentucky, Colorado, and South Carolina are all swinging really hard to get him to campus. Um, I, I think the biggest piece with Cam Michael here is something that we mentioned in the war room probably about three weeks ago, um, that there was a really good chance that he could move his official visit date from November 18th to September 30th. He confirmed that yesterday, and now he'll be in town for South Carolina. That's something that Tennessee really wanted to, to get done. And um, some others were trying to get him to campus that weekend, especially Colorado. So, so Tennessee's able to get him to town that weekend, and then we'll try to impress there. And, and he won't rule out making a decision sometime in October or November. At one point, he talked more around December. But we'll see where this one goes. But I think Tennessee's in this one deep for Cam Michael. He lists as a cornerback here, um, and, and you look – and kind of down the rankings, and you can see those traits, but for him, he's used to having the football in his hands. He's a guy that played quarterback for three years for Statesboro, and I'm not talking just Wildcat quarterback, because um, I asked around about it a lot last night. He's throwing the football. He's he's running the speed option. He's doing a little bit of everything um, as the quarterback, so fully transitioned to a wide receiver role this year. Only checked in for three defensive snaps last night. They were all at safety um, late in the game, and he made a tackle that that saved the game. Hey, Hubbard, I, I don't know about you, but Matt rolls into these places like Statesboro, Georgia, like the shoe salesman slash New York talent scout on the Andy Griffith show. And by the time that they realize that he's giving them all the goods as far as the latest on the recruitment, they realize he's covering Tennessee and not Georgia. He's <laughs> in there. He, he is. He, he's like. He's like. Whoosh. Covert operation. Chestnut checkers, Matt Ray. Chestnut checkers. That's it, AP. And, and great stuff. He's had great stuff, and we'll have great stuff throughout the fall, uh, Eric. I mean, it's going to be fun. You mentioned the mini pod. You guys are going to do. We're going to do a lot more. Continue to do a lot of things with current commits, with future guys that they're still trying to get in this class, and with twenty fives and twenty sixes. So. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun with a lot of recruiting stuff throughout the fall, not just game stuff. So uh, if you're a recruiting fan, you're going to want to be locked in with us throughout the fall. There's my shameless plug. Yeah, uh, we got a super chat uh, for both Matt and I. Uh, chances on Chauncey Gooden. Chauncey's someone Tennessee's evaluating, looking at the recruiting. Um, he was here at the end of July uh, for that uh, underclassman kind of, you know, picnic. And uh, 
you know, we'll see. Um, I, I, ultimately, I, I think Chauncey's, you know, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does this fall. I think we're right now still in the evaluation uh, phase. Maz, we got that uh, recruiting mini pod coming up middle of the week, but what are some other content items that we should be looking forward to recruiting-wise you'll have for us this week over at BallQuest.com? Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't already checked it out, here's my shameless plug, Brent. Go go check out the sit-down with, with Jake Merklinger yeah, Friday in Savannah. Um, a lot of you know in-depth there into the start of his senior season, the relationship with Josh Heupel, Joey Halsley, and the way that the group of 2024 commitments have kind of communicated, the excitement around adding guys to the group chat. And then I think, you know, more importantly, the fact that he's had a longstanding relationship with Cam Michael. They've been friends for a while. He's been recruiting him. Uh, when I asked Cam about him last night, he lit up. Um, so they've known each other since about the seventh grade and, and have hit it off pretty well. So a, a lot of good stuff there, I think, with Jake Merklinger. I would check that out. Um, and then, yeah, Eric, we'll have our mini pod um, ahead of the game. We'll take a look at kind of how Tennessee's re- recruited the state of Virginia historically. Some of the com- you know, Peyton Lewis being committed there now. Look at Chris Cole, those different types of things uh, rolling through game week and each game week of the season, probably minus Austin P. Did, did, Matt, did Matt just say that he got added to the group chat with the commits? Is that what he said? I mean, <laughs> you know, um, the, um, <laughs> I'm um, Let's talk about Chris Cole. He will uh, play that Friday night and immediately head to Tennessee coming up for that Austin P game and then announce on Sunday afternoon, um, looking like an early departure Sunday morning. But how big is it, Matt, do you think it is for Tennessee to get him back on campus again? Uh, a lot of smoke around Georgia back in August, but it seems like he wouldn't be taking the Southern Cal visit and or the Tennessee visit again if this thing was uh, some uh, open and shut case to the Bulldogs. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Tennessee did enough there at the end of July uh, to really impress Chris Cole and work this later into the fall. Um, the biggest thing for me is, you know, was he always going to hold on to that decision timeline for, you know, September 10th? And on threes, USC site, Scott Schrader was in Salem, Virginia this week, and he told Scott the plan is to still decide um, – you know, shortly after that visit, and he's kind of reiterated that to me this week. Obviously, that could change, but I think, you know, Tennessee has a real shot if they can get him back to campus and and continue to, you know, work this recruitment all the way to the end. Let's answer a couple of your questions here before we call quits on this episode of the Rocky Top Rewind. Uh, Let's go to Jack. Jack wants to know how long and what will it take for Tank to get the hook? Essentially, you know, we, we talked about it, you know, how big, you know, how, how wide is that safety rotation going to be? And that's something we don't have the answer to. They say they're going to play guys, Brent, until we see it, we don't know. Well, and t- look, Tate McCall is a starter. I mean, I think yeah. Tim Banks made that very clear. He's going to First name out of his mouth. Yep, and we'll go see how Tate McCullough plays. And, you know, he's leaner and feels like he's uh, more athletic than he's been. But we'll see how Tate McCullough plays. Um, you know, Tennessee's got some depth behind him, and I think they're going to try to work those guys in. But I, I can't. I don't know that there anybody's sitting with a hook right now for anything. So uh, we're going to see Tank McCullough early and often in, against Virginia, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Jordan wants to know, Jack Luttrell, a freshman safety AP, how's he looking? Uh, I don't see him, you know, factoring as far as real playing time. I think he can factor on special teams. Um, yeah. uh, but as far as a look at safety, no, nah, he's kind of buried behind a handful of guys. Again, I think he needs to have the fall have a good spring, and then potentially would be a guy that you see in 2024. Joseph wants to know how we feeling about the kicker. Charles Campbell, a Tennessee native, spent time in the Big Ten. Uh, he's He's got a leg on him. He can make those those lengthy field goals. I know he's made a couple in fall practice so far, fall camp, so they're feeling good about both him and Jackson Ross, the Aussie punter. I think a lot of people are going to like him, AP. That's right. He uh, got the third strongest arm on the team. <laughs> yeah, Garrett. I, I, I like Campbell. I, I think that's a great get for Tennessee. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that makes them very comfortable uh, stepping in in the kicking game. Garrett wants to know who's going to start at the slot receiver, Squirrel or Thornton. Um, they played three receivers the past couple of years, but I, I think they're going to play four guys, and I think both those guys are going to play in the slot, Brent. Yeah, I don't know who starts, but you're going to yeah. see both of them, I think, pretty quick on the field um, and, and go from there. So, I don't know which one's a starter uh, or not. I mean, I think that 
both have had really good camps, and um, I think you're going to see both of them play a lot. Matt Ray, this is from Zach. Is there an update on Ron Wingo? Where's Tennessee kind of stand there? Yeah, it, it's kind of felt like that one's fading away from Tennessee for the last little bit. Um, you know, we'll see where things go. Some rumors out there that he could decide earlier. Um, I think he even maybe said that he could decide earlier, but we're almost to the start of September. Nothing set yet, but we'll see where things go with Ron Wingo. It's got to go later into the fall, right, AP? I mean, if yep. he decides here, if he decides here sometime mid-September, um, it's not likely to be Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree, and I think this thing is uh, likely trending away from Tennessee regardless. The last one will go to Garrett. Do you guys see Tuscaloosa being a hostile environment the same as Athens was a season ago? I think we can all agree and say, yeah, it's going to be a tough place to play. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they will be ready for Tennessee, and um, Tennessee will be ready for Alabama. should be a great matchup, but yeah, it will be – um, the Alabama will be more keyed up for that game than they have in pre- Tennessee's previous trips to Tuscaloosa for sure. Guys, I want to thank you for joining us here on episode one of season two. As AP mentioned, we got renewed the Rocky Top Rewind. Uh, big thanks to Heath Schuler for joining us at the top of the hour. Jerome Carvin with the Kansas City Chiefs VFL offensive lineman for joining us. Matt Ray, Austin Price, Brett Hubs, I'm Mary Kane. I appreciate you guys for being here. Starting tomorrow morning, we got a kickoff sale going on at VolQuest.com. Still doing the $1 for one month, but you're also going to get a 50% off the entire first year of your VolQuest.com subscription. That sale will go live tomorrow. Kickoff sale, 50% off first year. New subscribers only or $1 for one month. Take advantage of it right now. It is game week. We've got full game week coverage starting tonight with the Rockets Out Rewind. First glance on a Monday, we'll have the Rocky Top Roundtable, we'll have that mini pod, we'll have the matchup pieces, we'll have the picks, and a whole lot more coming your way uh, this week with uh, Tennessee and Virginia. And another big thank you to our proud title sponsor, the Rocky Top Rewind, that is Spivey King and Spivey LLP. You got a problem, let them find a solution for you, TN Trial Lawyers. You can give them a call today for a free consultation. That's at 423-245-4185. For Brent Hubs, Austin Price, Matt Ray, I'm Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for being here for tonight's edition of the Rocky Top Rewind. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.